Welcome to Empathetically Apathetic. We are mixed race sisters and mental health therapists who care a lot and also not at all. My name is Madeline. I use she, they pronouns. I'm a clinical social worker and equity consultant. My name is Rachel. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a professional mental health counselor and cat mom. We love to process. We like to judge the world. And mostly we like to think we're funny. Here's our usual disclaimer. While we are therapists, this is not therapy or any form of consultation. Anyway. (sighs) Well, we're talking about death today. (laughs) You don't have to sound so sad about it. I'm not sad about it. Did that sound sad? A little bit. Well, today we're talking about death. (laughs) Uh... Should we talk about the fact that I almost died yesterday? (laughs) Already. Story time. (laughs) Story time. Did I say yesterday? The other day. Whenever it was. Whenever it was. Yeah, that was scary. (laughs) It was. I didn't actually almost die. You just bumped your head a little bit. We think. We assume. (laughs) I assume. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was snowboarding. We were snowboarding. And... Yikes. It makes me think about the times where we've snowboarded without helmets and how many times I, like, hit, not hit, but, like, you know, bit it while snowboarding without a helmet. Yeah. And how that could have been, like, pretty bad. Oh, Um, yeah. And it wasn't in the 10 plus years that I've been boarding. Yeah, I hate wearing a helmet. Yeah. I I really don't enjoy wearing a helmet. And yet, it is a necessary part of the game. The sport. The, the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's not a word for sport. Uh, activity. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I almost died. I hit my head. <laughs> Stop. <apparently. laughs> you didn't almost die. <laughs> you were disoriented for like a little bit. <laughs> and then by the time you got in the toboggan, I just love the word toboggan yeah um you were fine yeah no I was pretty fine I was just really out of it for a while yes (laughs) this is true but it was okay and I'm okay and (laughs) (laughs) that's the closest I've had to like an actual near-death experience maybe well uh, I don't know about that but no yeah probably oh that that makes me think what other near-death experiences have we had I was hit by that car that's true. So there's You've that. had more than I have. That's for sure. <laughs> I think there's just the one. We've had equal. <laughs> We're one just for one, one here. <laughs> That's true. I've never really had a near-death experience. But... Oh, I was held... well, I was held up at gunpoint one time. I told you that before. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say you were held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really concerned. <laughs> drop that in the middle no, of this episode. No, it's held at gunpoint by some rando on the street. Yeah. He was not operating in the same reality that we were. He was asking for somebody named, like, Amy or something like that. He was, like, screaming, like, where is she? And I was like, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that at all. But... <laughs> Um, eventually he realized I had no connection to the person he was asking for and went on his merry way. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fine. (laughs) He had a giant duffel bag with him too. Ooh. I think it was of his belongings, you know? (laughs) 
Where's Amy? Amy? <laughs> She's is she in the bag? Is she in the duffel bag? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, horrible. So I guess I have two <laughs> near death experiences, but I guess that also the like getting hit by the car wasn't a near death experience because yeah. I jumped up right away, adrenaline. <laughs> adrenaline was like coursing through me I like popped up right away and was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) my shoe had flown across the street though yeah it was like a multi-lane street and my shoe went really far anyway yeah yeah well I guess yeah I didn't almost die not really but I did black (laughs) out my my body did did take over yeah Uh, that was that was pretty scary yeah um Oh, you really do go into freeze mode, though. Yeah, I do go into freeze mode. I told yes, you. I, I know, I know, but this is, like, another example. Yeah. My another. body, yeah, I already know. If I were to ever be in a state of, like, panic, like, severe panic, I'm freezing or dissociating or both. Like, it's happening. Yeah. That's what's, that is what my body's going to say to do. This wasn't a near-death experience, but a little, um, another time that... <laughs> Rachel went into freeze mode was we were um, on a trip together and uh, Rachel and I were staying in the same room and right outside where we were staying at the Airbnb were some (laughs) raccoons (laughs) but we didn't know they were raccoons I thought it was somebody like going through the recycling or something to like get the get the cans and the bottles and stuff like that to like you know recycle them and get the money for them but it sounded like they were, like, going through the recycling and then going through the front yard. Yeah, it was terrifying. And I was like, well, it's, I mean, go through the recycling, fine. But, like, you don't need to go through the front yard. That's rude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have some decorum, please. Yeah. And Rachel is, like, a stiff-ass body next to me. Just like, and Rachel's a very light sleeper, so I know, I know she's awake. Yeah, I was fully awake. Because any sound, you could like sniffle, and Rachel would be like, I'm awake, I'm up. (laughs) But so I know that she's awake, and I get up to go look, and at first I didn't see anything, and I was like, what the heck is happening? Um, And then we ended up like talking about it, because at some point you were awake, we like yeah. talked or whatever and I was like you just didn't do anything but my like crisis response is to just be like oh what's that apparently yeah, and mine is to just be like don't move do not move <laughs> and like I, I've known this about myself for a long time now but I'm just like nope mm-mm. I'm not checking it out I don't care like I will check it out after I like kind of suss out what in my mind like mm, should like what should I check it out or should I just stay here like will this noise go away yeah and if it doesn't then eventually probably I'd get up and like see you but if it's if it's just in passing I'm like no nope. <laughs> yeah but I guess uh, that's yeah, also it's... another example of my like oh what's that <laughs> response because the other day when when so we were separated on the mountain which is why like you had um you like uh like neither of us knew what happened oh yeah and so uh when you came back to me you were like dissociating and like had forgotten 
You were dissociating and slash like had a brain injury. Yes, I um, actually like like straight up just had working, a brain injury. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I think it was probably more that than me just like dissociating. Yeah, I don't think you were dissociating yeah, as no. much. Um, but I was like, "Oh, what happened?" And you were like, "I don't, I don't know." And I was like, "Oh, that's okay. What What's your name? <laughs> Where are you? Do you know what day it is?" Like, we don't have to figure out what happened. Let's just assess for, like, orientation. Let's assess for, like, what's going on. And then, like, let's figure out if we need to call... Let's let's call Ski Patrol. Yeah, no, I would be, like, panicking if we were, the roles were reversed. I'd be like, oh, my God, she doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? <laughs> and I would freeze. I'd be like, it's over. Probably not, but... So are you feeling dizzy? Do you want to sit down? Do you feel like you want to keep standing? <laughs> yeah, no, I was, like, freaking out. Do you but... feel like you need to turn... Can you turn your head? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so I made it. Thank goodness. So we could do this 10th episode on death. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'd be really disappointed if I missed out on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Sliding into this death episode in a toboggan. <laughs> I just found another reason what? to say toboggan. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we, we mentioned in the first episode, I think that we would talk mm-hmm. about this eventually. And I feel like number 10 in mm-hmm. terms of our episodes felt like a good a good way to, I don't know, close out the year? Yeah, too, close out season one. Season one. We, I don't know what we're doing in terms of seasons. Uh, but Who knows? We just felt we'll like count this, this as a it. season one. Yeah. If, this, if we do seasons. Um, but, but also close out like this is end of 2020. So that feels. I don't, I don't know what that word. feels like. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a word for that yet. But yeah. So I don't know. Where should we start? Our kind of first thing on the agenda, talking about why why we're so afraid of talking about death. Well, we are not that. afraid of talking about death. No, we as a the proverbial we. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as a society. Um. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Why do we fear that mm-hmm. so much? Um... Uh, oh, you're asking me. No, I was just <laughs> segueing to you. <laughs> uh, Passing the baton, here's the talking Back stick. to you, Madeline. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, I mean, so there... Yeah, if you if you've been with us since the first episode, first off, you a real one. Oh yeah, thanks for pulling through. <laughs> it's either been really fun for you, or you're just like, I I feel really loyal to these people. I don't know. <laughs> no. Or you're just like, maybe you're new. Maybe you're new and you have no idea. In and you're just getting to know us. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I feel like uh, YouTubers where they're like, if you haven't. If you haven't watched my channel before, welcome. (laughs) My name is Madeline. (laughs) I do lifestyle videos. (laughs) Anyway, we love talking about death. Yes. But we recognize that uh, that's not the case for everyone around us. That's not the case for the culture that we grew up in, Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Um, And there's tons of reasons why that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, talking about 
death for many, many folks is super uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, super uncomfortable, very scary, very um, anxiety-inducing. Yes. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it is the only certain thing in life, right? What is that saying? People are like, the only two things that are certain in life are like death and taxes. Someone said that to me recently. Death and, and I was taxes? Like, I thought... Yeah. Is that the saying? I thought it was that birth me. and death. I mean, maybe. I think it's like a joke or something. Oh. But either way, I don't feel taxes... We could get rid of those. Taxes aren't certain. It's not certain. We it's could like... evade that for yeah, a really exactly. long time. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking what? about. What? Uh, but death is very certain. And I feel like it's the one of the biggest things that we all fear. Um, and it's it's the only thing that us as a whole do not entirely understand. Um, mm-hmm. There's no like one understanding of what happens when you die and after death. Yeah. So I think that scares a lot of people. Um, I mean, understandably so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's the one thing that is like, we every human will experience death. Some people think they won't. <laughs> like some what? people are like, I'm gonna live forever. Like I. Oh yeah, yeah like you know people what I mean? that wait. Are you talking about people that want to become cyborgs? Sure. Or are you saying something else? <laughs> yes, or people that want to like clone themselves, or Ew. like people that want to freeze themselves, or you know what I mean? Ew. Like people have all these ideas. Of like, oh, I'm going to live forever. I'm also thinking of a lot of movies where this happens, but it's not real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of Futurama with the heads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, I guess, too, a lot of... Wow, that crosses into, like, people in their afterlife beliefs. What? Yeah. Like Scientologists and stuff. Oh, yeah. What does Scientologists really do? I don't really know that Dude, much. I don't know. Let's not get into that right now, because <laughs> I could have a lot to say. What were you saying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got thrown off. <laughs> uh, it's you got thrown off by the cyborg. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is that, like, um, death is... Uh, it's a it's so vulnerable to talk about because yeah. it is unavoidable. Yeah. It's like this it's the cycle. We avoid it because it's vulnerable and it's vulnerable because it's unavoidable. Yeah, well and the more we avoid it, the more vulnerable we feel. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I think like people people get uncomfortable for probably a lot of different reasons, like their own personal reasons around why they don't want to talk about death or whatever. Um, some people maybe have never experienced much death in their life and yeah. just, like, don't have, I don't know, much to contribute about the conversation or just kind of, like, it makes them uncomfortable because it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know, like, it's not normal for me mm-hmm. in my life yet. Um, I think some people just, yeah, like you mentioned, have a lot of death anxiety mm-hmm. about themselves dying uh, people in their lives dying mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, death anxiety about the process of death, if that makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Um, 
But I think what is most fearful for people is the fact that this is the most finite thing. Um, even if you do believe in an afterlife, your current waking life where you are flesh and alive and <laughs> veiny <laughs> and muscly. <laughs> Just like, was it? I was like flowing, vibing, and then flesh. <laughs> well, your blood is coursing. Um... <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Dude, I don't what know. Was where it? was I going with that? I don't know. Um, it's finite. Yeah, something about the afterlife. Well, Dang. Yeah. <laughs> We're really throwing each other off today. <laughs> Give me a sec, let me think. I don't know. Oh. I don't know where I was going with that. I had a really good point. I'm so sorry. I really did. Whatever, I'll, it'll come to me later. It is finite, and I think, like, the, yeah, it's just scary to think that, like, your existence as it is now, maybe this is where I was going, your existence as it is now will be gone. Oh, right? yeah. So, like, wh- how you are as a person, the fact that you are in a living body, even if you do believe in an afterlife, this part of you will be gone, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's going to transform into something else, and depending on your beliefs, I don't know what's about to happen to you afterwards. Could be good or bad. Could be nothing. True. Mm. Also, the, like, sheer fact that, like, our culture, our society does not set us up to talk about anything, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Let alone death. Yeah. Right? Like, it just, like, we are not raised to be able to talk about death. No. And if we are raised to talk about death, it's usually, like, in a kind of sugar-coated way or, like, for a lot of people, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with this, but a lot of people are like, oh, when you die, you go to heaven. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, there's not necessarily anything wrong with, like... boring. It is. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> spice it up. They're like, oh, but you also could go to hell. Uh, <laughs> that's the spice. Like sure, I mean that's I believe in the possibility. Like spicy heaven, spicy heaven. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of like how white people keep saying like I'm like white, but they're like spicy white people, and I don't know what that means. People are saying that. Yeah, that they. That's a separate conversation. Let's look it up later. Um. But yeah, so like that that's like the limitations around the conversation around death is that like the process of dying isn't talked about, the actual like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like possibility of like the different ways that you can experience death and grieve death and like do all that isn't really talked about. Um, it's also just like not normalized that like we're going to die. Death is all around <laughs> death us. Death is all around <laughs> us. And like... What? It's literally the one thing we know for sure. Yep. Why don't we talk about it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's wild. People yeah. are really resistant towards it. Brings up a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Up, so. Whenever Yeah. <laughs> whenever I think there have been many times in my world, like whenever I start talking about death or like that someone 
is like do we have to talk about this like do we have to talk about death like it's just like not a good it's just like not fun or it's not like it's really sad or it's like Ugh, and I'm just yeah. like And okay, Debbie Downer, <laughs> like, you're you're harsh and my mellow. Excuse yeah, me. Like I you're get hyped vibe. on death, so like <laughs> let me live. I was having a good time before you ruined it. Actually, yeah. yeah, I think that a lot of people get it. Makes people really sad to think about too. Well, yeah, that's a reason. Um, which I mean, yes, like it's a really sad thing. Um, and there is a cycle of like yeah, avoiding it mm-hmm. makes it worse right so yes. like, and we just live in like a whole culture of avoidance <laughs> and denial <laughs> and oh, denial it's a lot um but yeah avoiding it makes it makes that anxiety or that fear of the vulnerability worse mm-hmm. and then when we enter into that because we've avoided it for so long it becomes really hard to integrate that into our life and like, yeah our feelings and emotions and experiences and yeah do you have more to add or do you want I to just, keep going <laughs> I'm just thinking <laughs> that like I'm just replaying in my mind all the uh interactions these like in passing interactions of like <laughs> my friends being uncomfortable when I like joke about death or when I make like Mostly just want to joke about it, like. Do a lot of your friends not like that? Uh, I think maybe not as much. Really? Yeah. Oh, you gotta get some new friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, bye, y'all. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, or they'll just be like, you know, it's not really my thing. <laughs> Death just, like, isn't really my thing. Um, It's all of our things. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? It's the thing. The thing. It's the only thing. The... <laughs> it's the only thing. <laughs> I... Um, yeah, or like, uh, yeah, I'll make like a comment and be like, you know, if I don't, if I don't die or if I don't, if I don't like, oh, yeah. if something happens and I'm just like, well, shit happens. Yeah. And then somebody will be like, don't say that. And oh, yeah. Like, people think you're like really serious when yeah you and i'm like well it, and you're like hmm? i mean first of all it's true shit happens yeah also this is gonna be a good final word yeah <laughs> <My> funeral look <laughs> <I> do die. <laughs> what's the last thing madeline said to you she said well if i don't die <laughs> <laughs> well shit happens <laughs> uh, whatever oh yeah i also think that people do get some put off by how apathetic I am about my own death. It can I don't... be a little off-putting. <laughs> you were off. You were put off by it yesterday. Yes. I, I mean, don't want slightly. to die. I just don't feel. I don't. Go ahead. Anything about it? <laughs> I don't feel like it's like the apathy towards it necessarily. More so than like the the detachment. Like What's for some the reason, those feel a little bit different. What is the difference? I don't. The detachment feels intentional for some reason. It feels like you're being intentionally apathetic about it. Okay. How how do you tell say well I mean I don't know. It just okay. that's maybe like we the should, vibe we'll just get, get into it now. We'll just get into it now. <laughs> we're we're here. We'll just 
We'll just go. Okay. Say more. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I could say more. That's just the vibe I got when we were talking about this yesterday. I was like, why? It seems like you like really, like want to be apathetic. Like no, I just don't care. Okay. I mean, I just don't like. I think also just like my tone of voice, my intonation often. Maybe. The way, when I say, like, I don't care about something, people are just like, yeah, uh-huh, say it one more time and I'll believe you. Like, that's how it that's comes true. across. Yeah, so even when I'm being like, I just don't, I don't care about my death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come across as, like, that genuine or something. <laughs> like, remember when we've talked about how, like, people just tend to assign more feelings to me than I actually feel that's true and I think this might have been may have been an example of that where I'm just like eh? I just <laughs> shit happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess I don't and also yeah. like anything part of it so since we're already here we'll just like kind of go into like should I don't know maybe if we should I'll just go into, like, some of my relationship with why I don't really care that much. Oh, sure. In that, like, A, like, I don't have death anxiety. I have some death anxiety around other people in my lifetime because I've had so many people um, in my world pass away. Um, and and for those that know me know, like, that that's a, a decent amount of people. And it's not like, it's not like oh, woe is me, I've had a lot of people die. It's like, I'm in community with a lot of people um, and I have a large family and that just happens when you have a large family and you have a large community. More Mo people, mo death. <laughs> mo people, mo death. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, let's, that's not going to be the title of the episode. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I thought that that's what you were writing down. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, and, and also like, so I've gone in waves of like, throughout my life, death has felt very normal and just like, people die, it shit happens. Mm -hmm. And then like a few years ago, one of my friends had like, brought it to my attention and was like, uh, somebody had <laughs> a few years ago after, after a certain death, I was like, I think I was talking to one of my friends when we were at work. And I was just like, this was like a couple days after somebody had died. And I was like, ooh, it's been a rough week, huh? <laughs> Tuesday, am I right? Literally, that's what, that was the sentiment. Jeez. I was like, ooh, it's been a rough one, huh? Um, and then they looked at me and like, it's been a rough life, hasn't it, Madeline? And I was like, what do you mean? No? I was like, <laughs> full stop. That seems a little dramatic. <laughs> do you want to... I didn't say that. I said week. It's like a, it's, it's Wednesday. It's the week. Yeah. Um, and they were like, no, like you've had a, and then they reflected back to me, like you've had a lot of people die and they were like, no, just in like the year and a half I've known you, you've had X amount of people die. Yeah. And I was like, well, why'd you have to say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> why did you have to bring that to my attention? Yeah. I was living in bliss. <laughs> I, I really was. <laughs> oh I God. really was. Um, and it was so much so that like, so when I had first started my internship to, um, in grad school, one of the other interns had like started with us in our cohort 
and then um and then they she like it, it basically like disappeared for several weeks and she came back and we were like me and uh this other my friend who was also in the cohort we were like hey where you been what's up um and she was like oh my daughter died um and then we were like oh shit that bummer bro <laughs> that's not what we said obviously okay, good. <laughs> that's obviously not what we said but like yeah bummer um and then we just kind of like talked to her we were like what was her name tried to like just like have a conversation and she was she, she said her name and i was like oh shit her name was this 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 like she had like oh, a long yeah. name and i was like i am in community with your daughter from multiple places. I know your daughter from multiple organizations. Um, damn. <laughs> like, that's how I was, like, meeting her, essentially, because I had yeah. met her a couple times, but that was about it. Um, anyway, so this friend had, like, brought this to my attention. It's been a rough life. The fuck? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went through, and then, and then I, I, and then I had had, like, a few, like, pretty rough deaths right um and now i'm kind of back to like baseline of like shit happens and just realizing that, like for a while i was like oh my god having this like existential crisis of like death is all around me <laughs> like everyone <laughs> around me dies and i was having yeah. a lot of death anxiety um i was also like processing these really hard deaths that i had that i had that i had experienced um, these really hard losses, I should say. <laughs> I didn't experience death. <laughs> oh my god. I was just thinking, like, do you, you're like Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy, where, like, everyone around her dies, and she kind of almost dies sometimes, but never actually <laughs> dies. <laughs> I don't want to be her. Oh. <laughs> and she's not even the coolest character. No, she's not. But... Damn. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm back to baseline. And I had recent, like a little while ago, I was talking to my therapist about this, where I was like, oh, I had this realization of like, I've literally never known life without death. Because even my name, my middle name is after one of my cousins who died pretty, like, shortly before I was born. Mm. And so like, my life, essentially, like, in, in with a dramatic pause, yeah. um, my life started with death or was connected by in some way to death. When you started talking about your name being <laughs> the image that went through my head that mm -hmm. I felt like would have been hilarious if you told people was that, like, you know that scene in the second Harry Potter where it says, I am Lord Voldemort and says Tom Riddle? Your name is actually, like... Death is all around us. <laughs> and you like reorganize it. Like that is like what the image that was going on in my head as you were saying all that. Well, I immediately in my mind I was like, could I do that? And I was like, damn, I don't have a tea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, the bananagrams in my in my brain, I was like, mm, I don't have the I don't have the <laughs> no, letters. Don't have all the letters. <laughs> in any case, so that's part of the reason why I just like I don't feel that much about death because Because you're dead inside. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> because i've i've literally i've death has been a conversation my entire life yeah. because even my name when i was a little kid 
when my name was brought up and I would ask, like, what people would ask, why is my middle name Rose? It was connected to my cousin that died. Mm -hmm. And so, so used to just talking about death that I'm like, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And maybe that's partially why I'm okay with talking about it too, because like I'm just around. Your middle name person is still alive, right? No, not Don. Oh. (laughs) What? wait for me to finish my thought? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just... I, I am operated by a motor, remember? I'm so tired of you. <laughs> no, because I'm just around you a lot and also, like, because you were born first, like, that conversation started happening exactly when you were born, so, like, I was around mm-hmm. for that as well. Probably not, obviously not to the same degree, but... Right. Um, maybe that's part of the reason it's not something I would... I don't know. That's not something I've thought about much, but anyways. And it's not to say that, like, the amount of death I've, the amount of loss that I've experienced in my life is, like, somehow special or unique, because there are people in the world that have experienced much greater, much more catastrophic loss, Mm -hmm. like... Or less loss, but is more impactful. Oh, yeah, for sure, for Mm -hmm. sure. This is just my relationship to death and loss yeah, and why it is the way it is. Yeah. Which is, anyway. What is my relationship to death and loss? Were you waiting for me to ask you that? And I just didn't. So you asked it yourself that? No. <laughs> but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I mean. No, I was just thinking about it. Like, how do I, what is my relationship with it? I was just thinking about, I've always been afraid to die up until I don't know when I stopped being like super afraid of it um but maybe I've told you this before but my very the very first dream that I can remember is a dream of me not dying but it has themes of death in it um in the sense that it's a really creepy dream I think about it like once every few months uh (laughs) still but like it's a dream of like where I'm at have I told you this I don't know. Maybe that we're at. You haven't given me enough information Sorry, for yeah, me to true. guess if you've told me this or not. <laughs> it's a dream that I had. <laughs> have I told you this before? Sorry. It's the first dream that I remember, which is why it's oh, like so I don't know. Um, you probably have, but I don't remember. It's, it's a dream of me. Uh, most of us. I don't remember everyone that was there, but definitely I was there, and um, we were at one of Derek's baseball games. Um, and I was with grandma. Um, she was watching me and I got, (laughs) this is terrifying. I got kidnapped. Oh. By two skeletons. Oh my God. Yes. I've told you about this, right? Okay. (laughs) So you tell, you say your dream and then I need to tell you the first dream that I ever remember. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, anyway, so I got kidnapped by two skeletons. Nobody noticed, um, that they took me away. They didn't take me far. They took me maybe like 30 feet away from everyone. And this is so weird. They, you know, those rolling, uh, like paint pans. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so they were rolling me. (laughs) (laughs) They were rolling me in that, but it was blood. Oh. And I was screaming for help. I was like, hello, and no <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hello. 
this is a thing that's happening. Excuse me. (laughs) And (laughs) that was the whole dream. I don't know. Like, nothing ever happened after that. I don't think I escaped them, but it didn't get worse, I guess. Um, So that's, like, the first dream that I remember. And I think, like, that just indicates how I think, how fearful I was of, like, bad things happening to me at that time. Or I was probably, like, five or six um, when this dream happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe four. No, that seems too early. And um, skeletons being, like, this connection to death, right, in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. And and so, like, lots of themes in there. Lots of stuff that I could process through. But either way, I've thought about it for a long time, obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still think about it. And I, yeah, I think that was just really reflective of how much I was afraid of, like, bad things happening dying um whatever being kidnapped Mm -hmm. whatever um and that definitely like carried into you know the rest of my life to some degree um okay wait can I tell you the (laughs) first dream that I remember yes I don't know if I've ever told you this I feel like I have though I'm not sure because you haven't given me enough context (laughs) (laughs) because the first dream I I feel like the first dream I ever remember is skeletons. Yeah, maybe you have told me this. Eating all of you. Ew. <laughs> That's gross. Like I remember, like That's cool. They like broke into the house or whatever, and I like went downstairs into mom and dad's room, and I don't remember how old I was. I was obviously a kid. I went to mom and dad's room, and they had already eaten mom and dad. <laughs> And then I ran into, I, like, ran away from them, and I ran into the laundry room. And, you know, like, where uh, where uh, Sawyer hides behind yeah. the furnace? Yeah. So, you, oh, as yeah, kids, so we used like... to be able to fit back there. Mm-hmm. And I hid behind there, yeah. um, waiting for the skeletons to come eat me. Dang. Did you get eaten? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I, I don't think. See, I think they did find scary? me. Yeah. Skeletons are weird. Oof, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, though. You know, like, wh- where would it go? Where would it go? Where would, If they no, ate... Know, yeah. Into the marrow. <laughs> Into the marrow. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> anyway. So now... So at some point in your life, but you don't remember when you stopped being afraid of death. Or dying. Yeah. I'm not. I stopped being afraid of what happens after I die immediately, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, like, we've talked about this, that we are, I'm definitely afraid of, like, how I might die, um, because that's always going to be something on my mind. Like, I really don't want to die by murder. Obviously, I've mentioned that. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not not ideal. It's not my top choice. Um, Well, actually, to be fair, though, murder is a big like an umbrella thing exactly i don't want somebody else to take my life but if i had but i'm I'm saying like what if it's gonna be murder quick and easy yeah yeah I yeah mean, i don't want to die by torture no that would be the worst yes no yeah that would be terrible um yeah if i'm gonna die by murder i want it to be fast um and i want it to be like wrong place wrong time i don't know I don't want, I want it to be, like, someone sought me out. That's just, like, scary. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, so, like, they're in, in all the thousand ways to die. I'm sure there are more than that, but the TV show had to have some kind of ring to it. Um, 
there are some that I would obviously pick over others, but I think no matter what, I'm always going to have some anxiety about like dying because that's just like scary to know that you're like slipping away or that like at some point you're just going to like be here and then like not, but I don't think it terrifies me to a point where it impacts my life. I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's like kind of scary, but I'm not afraid. I'm not thinking like every day I'm walking through life, like thinking like, how's it going to happen today? But I also just have a general baseline of like anxiety about everything. So I don't think I could ever fully get rid of my death anxiety entirely, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Having said all that, because there will probably always be like a low level of anxiety about related to like death and dying. Um, Talking about death also helps me manage that anxiety. Um, quite a bit so like the reason I like talking about it or I feel comfortable talking about it is I mean there are a lot of reasons but one of them is that it makes me feel it normalizes it myself like it reminds myself like this is going to happen so like why am I worried about it um and also like it helps me feel more prepared Mm -hmm. (laughs) for like my death and what happens after I die um in terms of like rearrangements and things like that um which I can talk more about that as well because we will get into, like, <laughs> <laughs> things we want after we die. Um, but, yeah, it it also, for me, helps me, like, because I'm, like, my process and my way of, like, living and doing therapy is very existential, it, thinking about death and talking about it helps me kind of remind myself or bring more meaning to my own life. Um And that's something I like to help other people do in my therapeutic practice as well. Um, Because I often find that people who are really avoidant of talking about death or thinking about it or have so much death anxiety are often so focused on that that fear that they are not fully living in the present Mm -hmm. or that not thinking about what their future could be in terms of the end of their life whenever that may be mm-hmm. um means that they just kind of live their day-to-day day-to-day very like nonchalantly or lackadaisically or whatever mm-hmm. um whereas like for me how I like to use it or how it helps me is that it informs a lot of my everyday decisions not all not every moment necessarily that would be a lot I'm like okay well <laughs> If I were to die <laughs> next, in the next minute, what should I do right now? Yeah, when we were talking about it, I was like, uh, that seems intense. No, but it's not like that. I feel yeah. differently. Yeah, it's not like that. It's not really on my mind that much. But when I do think about it, when it does come up, I'm like, oh, okay. How am I like making decisions for myself right now in my life where when I die and I can't control when that happens... I feel satisfied with like the things I've done or whatever. Um, or I feel good about the choices I've made or I'm working towards the things I want or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah. I can't think about that all the time cause then it would cause too much anxiety. So it's just kind of like finding a, I don't know, taking it in strides, I guess. Yeah. Do you think, um, people are, I don't, so I don't work with a ton of clients that have, have, well, maybe they do have a death anxiety, but we don't talk a ton about death anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're all... A lot of my clients have a lot of high suicidality. 
yeah. <laughs> so like that's that. like a separate conversation around death that we're having, right? Um, but I'm wondering, in death anxiety, do you find people are more they're more anxious about their own deaths or other people's deaths? Um, it really depends, I think. I also think, we were kind of mentioning this yesterday, I was, I think it's interesting, wait, I have this thought, but I didn't actually let you answer the question, so hold on, I'll wait, okay. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if I have a perfect answer for that, I would say most of the people I see or a majority of the people that I've worked with around their death anxiety, it's usually about their own death. Um, mm. But I do have a lot of clients that are worried about other people in their life dying. I think it's less so than themselves. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to see how much death anxiety impacts a person's mental health symptoms. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a lot of clients that are, have very high suicidality as well. Yeah. Which is really interesting when they have high suicidality and high death anxiety. I see Ooh. that quite a bit, actually. Combo. Um, that's really interesting to work with because yeah. I'm like, oh, your risk is high, but you're good because you are <laughs> too afraid to do it. Like, so many people I see. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm that still is like, worried about them, but it is an yeah. interesting conversation. And I have that conversation with a lot of people. But what's your other thing? Oh, I just think it's interesting that I find when people are have anxiety around other people dying... Um, they have, like, a lot of anxiety about the person just dying in general, not about how the person will die. Right. Which I find, like, I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about how I will die. I'm not even that worried about how I will die. But if I were to worry about something... (laughs) If I were to, worry, were to worry about it, I'm worried about how I will die. I actually do find that I am worried about how other people in my life might die. Oh. Like, oh, I don't actively You know what we that, didn't but... put on our list? Our, you know what we didn't put on our outline? What? Is our what's in our bucket list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's segue. Let's, let's, let's off track so really quick. So, talking about ways of dying. Madeline and I <laughs> came up a long time ago with this idea, and it's probably probably other people have this idea as well. Yeah. Um. So it's probably not just us. Uh. But we talked a long time ago about like a bucket list, but instead of things you want to do before you die, it's ways you think you might die. It's like what's weighing down your bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And one of mine, <laughs> still true, honestly is um sneezing while driving yeah i still think that that could happen yeah and then we both have like the classics like breast cancer because our mom had breast cancer cancer probably is definitely and then mine might be like getting hit by another car (laughs) (laughs) yeah mine now might just be like having a severe freeze response and not making it out of a dangerous situation for a while, when I was specifically only working with survivors of intimate partner violence, it was like dying by one of my clients' mm. ex-partners or partners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's like definitely a thing. Ugh. 
We haven't talked about our bucket list. <laughs> we haven't. What's yeah? What's what else is in our? I don't know what else is in my bucket though. We'll have to think right more now about it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I do think it's interesting how we don't really focus so much on like the ways that we might die. I mean, some people really do. Some people are really worried about like like a lot of agoraphobic people are yes, really that's afraid true. of dying in a lot of ways or you know whatever. Um, but but I'm definitely worried. I think like oh man, like I'm really gonna be sad when the people in my life die but I'm really hoping it's not a tragedy or like you know yeah but we even talk about like how we will would respond if the other person between the two of us if the other person dies yeah like that was gonna be horrible (laughs) that would be terrible yeah I think yeah yeah Oh, it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not damn. Selfishly, I hope I go first. Sorry. I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. You hope. I hope you, you hope first too. No, I I go first. No, I think like because I'm the youngest, I I already have it in my mindset that like everyone might oh, die yeah. before me. Yeah. Um, which is probably not true, but like I kind of hope that is true. It's at the same time. Yeah. Um, there is a part of me that's like okay. Ooh. I I feel like that's a thing. Too. Yeah. So, anyways, Oof. <laughs> I don't know if there was more I wanted to add about kind of why we feel comfortable talking about it, but we can also talk about. Well, I, I mean, mean, we talk about it, but we talk about it in like serious manners of like yeah. of like this is how I will respond. This is how I anticipate I will respond when and if you die right depending on when you die right um if i'm like old and decrepit then i'm gonna be like gonna respond differently (laughs) what what did you just say you're gonna be like well that makes sense (laughs) it's about time (laughs) i'm gonna respond differently than if it happens when we're both still like working and stuff like that right yeah um, and we talked about like getting like to immediately taking time off. I just quit my job. Oh my god! <laughs> I just no. quit. <laughs> I think I could do therapy. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I could be yeah, a therapist. Be I don't know if I could be a trauma therapist for a while. That's yeah, for sure. Um, that's interesting. But also, we talk about it seriously. But we also, for the most part, just straight up joke about it. Yes, we do. <laughs> we joke about death a lot, which I think is also kind of a reason why people maybe don't enjoy being around us during these conversations. Um, Does it seem insensitive? I think for some people it feels insensitive because they're not comfortable with the conversation. Probably. um, Because they don't see it as a funny thing. And like death is not a funny thing in and of itself. Um, It's a very serious thing. And it's funny I don't know we have to joke about it um just like with anything serious in life like you have to be able to find all of the other uh, feelings and perspectives around it yeah um in order to really engage with with the full experience yeah with any uh, with any situation you can still experience the whole range of emotions yeah exactly and that's okay yeah and that's the thing people don't because our well, how do I say this? Because our culture and society limits the conversation so much, it also limits the range of emotional experience you can have. Yeah, um, that's why many um, 
um, like psychologists and researchers have thrown out the like Kubler-Ross stages of grief. Mm. I've just been like, yeah, nah. <laughs> oh no, it's just grief. It's actually way more than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And if you don't, it's like the ang- the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is that the wait? Shit, is that the Sorry, the the order that it goes in? Say I think it, it again. Is. You said anger, denial. No, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I straight up don't know. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It that. doesn't matter because yeah. we're throwing it out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like, I mean, it is, it's funny. It's also, <laughs> funny, haha. <laughs> yeah. Death is also one of the most unfunny things. Yes. Um, yes. And so I feel like there needs to be, in order to kind of normalize the conversation as well, you have to be able to engage with the, the absurdity of it, the funniness. Oh, yeah. Um, because if you don't, then like, it's never going to be a conversation where people feel comfortable having mm-hmm. you know and that's like that with most things like everyone always tries to kind of lighten a conversation with like jokes and humor um mm-hmm. and sometimes that's needed sometimes it's inappropriate and not needed um sometimes we don't know the difference and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this so, is true but we have to find the humor in it the funny side of death at least between the two of us there is no difference, and that's okay. That's true. <laughs> this is a safe space. <laughs> this is a this is a safe space between us. Yes. <laughs> between the two of us, yeah, it's okay. I mean, and also like <laughs> some of the jokes that we make around death and dying, mostly around like our funerals and stuff like that, are so ridiculous <laughs> that like. You can't take them seriously. Yeah, they're ridiculous, but they're also like really good ideas. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I want to go to a funeral like that, like one of ours. You like, want to go to a funeral where everybody's supposed to prepare a five minute stand up comedy routine? Yes, I would be <laughs> dying. <laughs> I would like. I would like. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I want people to, um, um, put, um, some, this is what, this is what, this is what I envision. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm coming up with it right All now. All right, lay it okay. out, present it. As everyone enters my funeral memorial service, mm-hmm. they must write on a piece of paper one of their favorite quotes from me. Oh. Right? Put it on a piece of paper, put it in a hat. Ooh. And then, later on... We do an improv show. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. You say we as if you're going to be there. I will. <laughs> it's my... Oh, yeah. the, I'm the whole reason we're gathering. <laughs> like, what? It me. It me. <laughs> True. I... That's a good idea. I also have this thought of, like, at my service, I want everyone to try to make as many death puns as possible throughout the entire time they're there. Oh, yeah. And if you're not doing that, you gotta go. You gotta leave. You have to exit through the... Coffin. <laughs> coffin. <laughs> that would be the French yes, doors. Exactly. A, co- a giant coffin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> the actually the front door will just be uh pearly gates. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> with a fog machine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, everyone has to dress as to what you think happens during the afterlife. Oh, yeah. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> but it could be anything, because if you believe in reincarnation... That's true. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like this. I like this idea. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All of our family just shows up as themselves, and they're like, we're going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, going to look no. like this. I just want to be younger. The <laughs> man, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh yeah. See, doesn't this feel nice? <laughs> doesn't this feel like a fun conversation to have? <laughs> yeah, Ugh. and I think. Oh gosh, like the. The purpose, too, I think, of joking around about death, dying, morbid things Mm -hmm. um, also serves a purpose of connecting us with, uh, through, like, the fears that we all kind of have to some degree around it, um, Mm -hmm. but also the, the unbearableness and absurdity of which that is this life. Yeah. Um... Like this, it. I think it bonds us in a way when we talk about this. Yeah. And and if you don't want to talk about it, we can't hang. Uh, <laughs> we're not friends. We're not friends. Or or you just might not like me because I will talk about it. Oh yeah. Um, and that's okay for you, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Not for me. I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to build my friends' distress tolerance around talking about death. Yeah. Ooh. So when, here's another thought I had though. Um. And then we can go to one of our serious things that we were going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> you made a gross face. We don't have to do that. Wow. But um, considering you have your will. Oh, and yeah. I you're just like, got my will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super prepared on that. Yeah. I got you guys. Why don't you, why don't we have a funeral playlist already? I don't, I, I, it's really hard for me to come up with playlists. I mean, what? You have a ton of playlists. I know. It's just like some, a lot of times I'll like start them for like five am or six I supposed songs to have, and like, then like not really contribute. What am I supposed that. to play? Like your slow jams playlist? That's like, true. We should start one. As we go on, <laughs> we remember all Okay, look, I don't want to get copyrighted by vitamin C. <laughs> Died together. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what I would add to the playlist. I really have to think about it. I, I will. Okay, I'll think about it. Now that I've got my will situated and out of the way, um, I'm just fire... thinking. Like one of the things we wrote down mm-hmm. at our uh, on our list was having a dance party. That's true. So at, we need to have funeral, like dance yeah. party funeral slideshow funeral playlist oh yeah what what else oh we also talked about having a photo booth yeah. i'm gonna just like i don't want to be buried and i don't want to be embalmed so i don't know how we're gonna do this well i think if we maybe do you could just like stuff me where... like a like a taxidermy 
And then, you know, like, uh, NSYNC, Bye 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 music video, marionette style for the photo booth, just, hey! That would be probably the most terrifying thing ever. (laughs) Um, No, if we do a photo booth, I think you could add, make it so a template is there, and um, every picture has to include the person that's dead. You know what I mean? So you're always posing with that person. Oh. Does that make sense? Like, digitally put me in there? Yeah. Oh, wait. Exactly. Digitally put me in there, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when the pictures come out. And the pictures all have to be di- distributed at the end of the video. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's so good. I want that to happen so badly. Well, now we've told everyone our secrets, and they're going to be, now they know. Now no, they know. Not Damn it. listens to this, so no. <laughs> Most of the people at our funeral that, that this would be the super mean to uh, <laughs> won't hear about this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And you wanted cardboard cutouts of yourself. I do really want cardboard cutouts. Life size or, like, miniature? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, are they going to be, like, table centerpieces? Uh, ooh. A variety. A variety. So whatever you feel like you need. Take the Rachel you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> this is all weird. <laughs> nope, that's the one. That's that's, the... that's it. That's the one. We are not going. That's to That's where I draw the line. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't care if everyone wears black. Actually, yeah. Like everyone wear black, but wear like your favorite black outfit. Mm-hmm. If that black outfit is like a black silk or like mesh row like floor length of robe with fuzzy around the edge then do that oh and you're just wearing like a black like leather bodysuit underneath oh my god rocket do it please i want mine <laughs> to, my family oh, I out want mine to be like a black tie event but with a masquerade <laughs> <laughs> wait and then you, you're actually not dead <laughs> yeah it's a lie. I'm there too. <laughs> this is the Gossip Girl episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want my funeral to be an episode of Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You said you also wanted yours to be in like a warm, cozy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them to be in like a... Well, I don't need it to be in a funeral home because I don't want to be buried and I don't like... You don't need to, like, view me. Yeah. Unless, you know, marionette. <laughs> marionette. Um, unless I'm performing. <laughs> unless. In, in which case, I want a stage. Yeah. In which case, book out the more theater. <laughs> I want an amphitheater. <laughs> um, but I want, I would love it to be just, like, a like a lodge or somewhere that's, like, yeah. that feels homey where you actually feel like you want to hang out. Yeah. You know, somewhere that that. doesn't feel like you're just showing up to pay respects and then you got to go because you're uncomfortable. I want it to be like, I just came, I like literally came to kick it and to like hang out, be in community with people that also knew Madeline and cared about Madeline and like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I I dig that. And I would also be down to have it. Take off your shoes because we Asian. True. But we keep an Asian household. Um, I would also be down to have it, like, at a beach, um, 
That sounds that sounds more nice. like me. Yeah. <laughs> like beach in the Seattle? Or what beach? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> beach where? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm um, sorry I said that. No, I mean you could in Seattle, I guess, but probably like like just anywhere, honestly. Do like a bonfire. That yeah. sounds so lovely. Oh um, yeah, a bonfire would be cool. Yeah. Have like some warm cozy drinks. Uh Ooh. Oh my god, should we have themed drinks? Ooh, like what? Like, Jaeger like how they have like black. cocktails, oh. like at people's like weddings and like mm-hmm. like my super sweet sixteen, <laughs> my super sweet funeral, my super sweet memorial, mm. um yeah, my super sweet death. Yes, what I'm trying to think of what drink I would want. I don't know honestly. That's something to consider. Something with black with charcoal, so it would be black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. That'd be cool. Ooh, and something with dry ice to be smoky. Ooh. I want and you can fire. drink it out of skeletons. Skulls <laughs> is what I meant. No. <laughs> from the from the marrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, silly. Yeah, I want there to be skeletons at my funeral. Uh, there's a lot. I don't know. It seems like a bit much, but we'll see. Anyway. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to add about like how we want to die and maybe we haven't talked about this too much, but and there's not like a together. That's what you said yesterday. Together. No. Like oh yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Let's we know how we, start, how we started. <laughs> no, we started three years apart, Rachel. Two and a half. Uh, let's finish it how we started it together <laughs> anyways um imagine that's my those are my last words to you let's finish this how we started two and a half years <laughs> i'm like dang okay well i gotta die two and a half years i gotta start planning yeah you gotta start planning Ooh, yeah well okay. well I'll that have two and a half segue years into what? choice and autonomy around your own death Yes. Yeah. I think, so I've been reading a lot of books lately, um, but one of the books I read... Okay, you don't have to throw it in my face how literate you are, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, really literate. Um, (laughs) No, I just got tired of watching TV during this uh, entire quarantine. Um, So I've been reading a lot of books, and one of the books I read earlier this year, which is one of my favorite books, is called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. And it's by Caitlin Dowdy. Um, anyways, in this book, she's a mortician. It's kind of a memoir of her experiences working at um, a crematory and kind of all the adventures of collecting bodies and getting them ready to, to be burned up. <laughs> collecting um, them? The way. Yeah. But, but anyway, she talks in this book about the concept of the good death. And, um, that I think really, I I just feel very, uh, seen when Mm. I read that and also like, um, connected to something that I was like, oh, this is something I've, this is what I'm like, the language I'm looking for around like how I want to die. I want Mm -hmm. to have a good death and I probably won't in the sense get to have the death I want. Um, most people don't, but if I don't get a choice in how I die, I do want to have choice around, like, what that means in terms of my funeral, mm-hmm. 
um, choices, if I do get some choices around my death, like if I'm on, uh, you know, life support or whatever, like what would that look like? What would I want? Um, where's my autonomy and all of these things? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And that's essentially what she's getting at is that like when you, when you consider your own death, think about what you would actually want mm-hmm. and how to make that death a good death for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Not necessarily everyone has to agree on the same thing mm-hmm. right or want the same thing for themselves um but a good death for you is something that you feel good about that feels right um that you have as much choice and autonomy as possible yeah right that's what i want i mean that's ideal right that is ideal yeah i think i yeah I agree with that. I'll still opt for, what? like, if I cannot die in my sleep, then uh, quick and easy. Yeah, for sure. The um, quickest and the easiest is always most ideal. I yeah. don't know anyone that wants a painful slow death. I mean, yeah. I don't personally know anyone. I don't want to say anyone. that that probably doesn't exist. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it might, I'm sure. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But... Who knows? But if that is, then that's their good death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do we want to talk about our uh, moral conundrum? We can touch on it briefly. (laughs) You don't seem too excited? Yeah, it just is a heavier (laughs) topic. I feel like it's a larger topic. Um, So I feel like we can't. So we can touch on it and then just be like a cliffhanger. It is a cool. It's messed up. Why would you say that? <laughs> Hanging off a cliff. I didn't oh mean for that to be that, but uh, just you know. Yeah. Well, our not necessarily mine and your moral conundrum, yeah. but the moral conundrum uh, that many people have um, is the this idea of keeping people alive who don't want to be alive. Yeah. Um, and that I think could be uh based in in suicidality Mm -hmm. but it could also be based in like um people who have terminal diagnosis Mm -hmm. um maybe there's some other i think those are like the the two main things yeah that i'm thinking about that's what i think those are like the i can't think of anything outside of that i'm sure there is something outside of that but right um i mean cults who are not necessarily like what like people in cults who maybe aren't like I want to die but I'm doing this for a greater good, you know? That's <laughs> oh, that could be one. Do I? I guess. Do I see that as a? Va- mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Hence the conundrum. Yeah. Do you want to add or talk about it? Briefly? Um. Well, first, <laughs> we will say and disclaimer that we will always abide by our legal responsibilities yes you know i don't need the state coming after me yes um i will always abide by the legal responsibility i have to uh keep keep people people safe yeah keep people alive and safe um uh, my client's safety is always my top priority um that being said i don't think that suicide is inherently bad no. I don't think that dying is inherently bad. Suicide or dying do like 
with cho- dying by choice, mm-hmm. um, dying with dignity, really is is the language that's used when they talk about. Um, in is it in Washington and Oregon? Is I the think two states? So. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I haven't looked Oregon into it. for sure. I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Washington. Um, actually, I think it is Washington and Oregon are the two states that um, allow it. Anyway, um, I don't think it's inherently bad. I and I, um, there are a lot of restrictions. So dying by dignity doesn't account for suicidality. It's only for terminal Ill- illnesses. And there are a lot, a lot of restrictions mm-hmm. and like guidelines that are, have to be in place in order for that to happen. That's outside of our realm. I don't fucking know. I know some things about it, but like, I'm not a doctor and you have to be in medical practice for that. Yeah. Um, Dying by suicide, I just, like, don't think it's inherently bad, and I don't think that, like, it's not my job to keep people alive. That's not it. It's my job to keep people safe. Yeah. But it's not my job to save you. Yeah. And I tell my clients that. I'm pretty open about that. Yeah. Um, it is my job to report it to the state or make it, uh, take action. Not report it to the state. To take action if you are in imminent danger to yourself or others. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is a conundrum in that, like, what is interesting about therapy, if if you're a therapist that feels strongly about your client's right to autonomy and choice Mm -hmm. in their life, you may also fall into this camp of feeling like you deserve that, and Mm -hmm. something I've expressed to a lot of people in my life, including my clients, is that, like, this this decision around whether you stay in this life or not Mm -hmm. is the ultimate choice. Yeah. Right. This is the choice. Uh, The choice. Yes. Yes. And so like, it's not up to me and it never will be. Yep. But like, I'm here. If you decide to stay, Mm -hmm. I will work with you and I'll keep you safe. Yep. Under law and ethics in which I have to. Yes. Um, Of course. Right. And I don't necessarily want anyone to die. Correct. Um, but I also understand that, like, life is really painful. Yeah. And people experience um, a lot of suffering. Yeah. And sometimes more than we really truly understand. And For sure. And ever feel. And so, anyways, yeah, that's kind of what I want to say That's the something that, I also um, say to folks... Um, that experience suicidality, just anyone that experienced suicidality, right? That I'm, um, is like, if you decide to stay, it's not going to be because of me. No. And that's why, and that's the connection of like, I'm not here to save you. Because if you decide to stay in this life, it won't be because of me. You won't stay because I'm telling you to stay. You won't stay because I loved you so much that you were willing to stay for me. I cared for you so much that you were willing to stay for me. That doesn't, that's not how it works. And it wouldn't be fair to ask that of somebody. Um, It wouldn't be fair to, for me to ask that of you. And it wouldn't be fair for you to ask that of me, right? For you to stay alive for me either. Yeah. And so like, like, yeah, I don't know why yeah. that, that felt important for me to say too. I don't know why. I didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have a way right. to wrap that up. That's, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I fully 
disagree with you there. Um, and the thing is, too, is that, like, when it comes to people um, who have terminal illnesses, too, mm-hmm. it's like, why do we want to keep people around when they are suffering? And mm-hmm. why is one suffering maybe seen as lesser or greater than another? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have an issue with people saying, like, well, I don't want anyone to die, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, yes, we want people to be safe and, like, to exhaust all the options mm-hmm. if there are options um and for some people there are not and mm-hmm. you know whether it's physical or mental and yeah. that it's okay to say like this is like a life that i lived and i don't want to live this life anymore yeah um but then it, that also begs this question of like when we enter when folks enter into the conversation of trying to convince someone to stay alive right it's like for for what yeah in the sense of like and this is like like you said this is a really large conversation that we'll have to like a lot not completely unpack today but Mm -hmm. like (laughs) for what what is what is so fantastical amazing precious like whatever worth it about this life that they have to stay alive for the world is going to keep on turning the other people are going to continue to live like sorry to say this sounds probably really like mean but like we are nothing in this universe we are the tiniest of tiny things Mm -hmm. in the in this universe and the universe is going to continue to exist with or without us. Yeah. And yet we're trying to convince someone who is experiencing such hardship to continue doing that for what? For us? Yeah. Because it's going to be hard on us? Yeah. I have a lot of issue with people saying, like, you need to live because I can't handle it if you die. Yeah. And that is like, oh, yeah. Hey, that's yeah. That's um, But I think, like, that's a heavy topic. It is. It, there's a lot there. And it's an important topic I think we can always touch on later at some point. I what an emotional roller coaster we've been Ooh. on today. Um, but <laughs> when we do normalize the conversation around death, dying, mm-hmm. um, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever that <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> all things around that. Um, it it helps us reduce the the stigma around this experience of like death and dying. Yeah. Right. And it reduces mental health issues, uh, stigma around mental health issues and can actually reduce therefore the mental health issue. Right. Yeah. Um, It's the lean in. It's yeah. I'm all for the lean in. Yeah. Lean into the skid. Right. And when we kind of let up some of the, the shame or fear or anxiety around death, we actually all, feel more connected and are joining in this the fact that like life sucks it is like yeah. really hard for everyone in different ways yeah um and it's not it's it's not fun sometimes um so like if we keep in mind that like yeah we're all here and while we're here we have to like live and engage in our lives um okay we're going to die one day so like yep how are we how are we remembering that and keeping that in the back of our mind to some degree, whether Madeline does that or not? <laughs> Keep like, that in the back of your mind. I, I already, I said, I didn't say it here, 
But I said it to you yesterday. I keep it very simple. Yeah. I keep it very simple. I don't keep it constantly in the back of my mind of no. like, I'm going to die, so I must do live this life this way. I keep my life very simple in terms of like how I, what my um, purpose or meaning, what meaning I make of my life. I give more than I take. Yeah. That's it. I, th- I think about that pretty regularly. It ebbs and flows. Some days I give more. Some days, some days I take more yeah. because that's how life is. Overall, in a greater sense, if I can give more than I take, I'm good. Right. I'm kosh. But that, that feels, for you, satisfying in the sense that, like, because you do that, you don't, it's like the concept of dying you care less about yeah right so that's kind of similar in the sense that like when we engage and lean into the fact that we're all gonna die one day it informs how we live our life death informs our life you know to some degree and like yeah i would say that i don't whether you actively think about it or not yeah okay fine does that make sense yes it does okay i'm not saying that's exactly how you're feeling but that's how like I'm concept. That's how I like to conceptualize things to some degree. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Do you fear? Maybe that's too big of a question right now. Do you fear that my apathy or detachment around my own death means that maybe some way I want to die? No. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. I just feel like that was the sentiment that you were like the anxiety that was coming up. No. Okay. I don't. I just want to be clear for the record. I just don't care. Oh, my God. I can't with you. I can't with you. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Anywho. This was was an enjoyable conversation. I feel like we've come full circle. Mm -hmm. It feels good. Yeah. I love... I don't know if anyone can tell. I love this conversation. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I can really talk about it for forever. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, until I die? Until I die. I could talk about until I die. I could talk about it until I sit here and starve. And... No. Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> We're not doing that. Sorry. I'm getting hungry now, just thinking. In the moment you mentioned food, I was like, oh, actually, I just remembered I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so we have to wrap this up. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up for today? We need to normalize death. Mm-hmm. We need to do this. Yeah, because um, death happens. Death happens. It's it's sad. It's serious. It's funny. It's it's part of life. Yeah. We need to normalize it. I low-key hope I die in a funny way. Yeah. That'd be cool. I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I can't be mad yeah. at it. I'm going to die. Wanna... I'm going to be dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to die. I was going to be like, I want to die in a memorable way. <laughs> Dying is a memorable <laughs> thing, so I don't know. <laughs> what i meant by that <laughs> how did rachel die actually i don't know i don't remember, I don't remember. <laughs> oh my god that's terrible oh. we'll leave it at that right. anyways thanks once again for wasting your time with us if you like what you're we're saying feel free to show us on venmo please follow share and hit us up with your thoughts we hope you join us for our next session after whatever break we might take. oh yeah i think this, we didn't we might yeah. take a, a short yeah, Break. this is the end of season one, quote unquote. We'll see. It depends. This is the end of your round one of treatment. Oh, gosh. 
<laughs> we actually have to reauthorize. <laughs> yeah, we have to submit for additional sessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, to your but, insurance company. Yeah, but we might take a little bit of a break just because it's been a lot um, to just kind of regroup and restructure a little bit in terms of like, I don't know, our ideas. And, yeah, and maybe we like get that. like fancy equipment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we need that. <laughs> So hit us up on Venmo. Yeah, donate to us so we can get microphones. Anyways. Anyway, thanks, y'all.